That smooth Christian jazz you're hearing means you've tuned in to Same Old Song, the lectionary podcast of Mockingbird Ministries. I'm your co-host, Aaron Zimmerman. I'll be joined by Jacob Smith as each week we break down the lectionary readings for the upcoming Sunday to give you something to think about, and if you're a preacher, to give you something to preach about, and no matter who you are, to give you a connection to the never-changing message of God's grace for actual people like you. Unzip that monogrammed faux leather Bible carrying case and cover, pull up a chair, and let's dig in. Jake, it is Assistant Rector Sunday, Assistant Pastor, Assistant to the Regional Manager Sunday, mm-hmm. where your newly minted uh, minister just at a seminary <laughs> is hazed. Also Youth Minister Sunday. Asked to preach on Trinity Sunday. Yeah, but this is Youth Minister Sunday where um, every youth minister will get in the pulpit and use either an ice cube as an illustration, a shamrock, Possibly an egg, egg or mine, uh, three-in-one body wash. <laughs> <laughs> what are the three? Is it like shampoo, it's conditioner, a body and wash, body wash? Uh, yeah, conditioner, and um, and uh, and a shampoo. And that that's probably the closest thing you'll ever get to an illustration of the Trinity. It is one well, goopy mess. Well, before we get into Trinity Sunday, but each Jake, have their parts. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. Uh, just uh, well, I mean, it's a little earlier, but I celebrated my birthday the other day, and um, you know, um, and I am feeling it already. I have like a pinched nerve in my foot. So praise God! How beautiful are the feet? And so <laughs> I started Is that because you're getting old. You're saying? Well, I am, and you know, and I, but I still run like I'm like I'm old and I'm fat, and I still run like I'm 17, and so I have a pinched nerve in my foot. So, Jake, don't watch that self-talk. I know. You're, you're, Impute you're a beautiful to me, man. Anyway. You're a beautiful man, made in God's image. We're about to read all about it. Yeah, Genesis this is chapter good. one. How are you, and though, really quick? Before, that would have been a perfect segue if we'd worked this out. But we do have to address my psychodynamic condition, yeah. which is great. Uh, I am wearing a clerical collar. You were not. I know. I'm, uh, I'm snake belly low. That's right. And here I am. Oh, I'm going to go visit a prisoner, so mm. I don't want to be attacked by the um, the trained guard dogs when I walk on their mm. property, so I'm wearing a collar. It offends against all evils. Uh, no, I'm doing well. It's a rainy day in Waco, Texas, uh, and which is good because we really need it. We're still coming out of a drought, and uh, thankful for God's mm. great blessings I'm glad. I bet you people life. were dying to know how's know. Waco in the drought. But- Same old song. <laughs> Weather reports from Waco, Texas, and preaching guidelines. So anyway, here we are, and uh, it is Trinity Sunday. This is a very, um, this is a, a difficult Sunday to preach, and a lot of people, you know, maybe if uh, you're thinking about it, you're going to use the Athanasius Creed, which really highlights the Trinity, and you'll want to preach on that, and maybe not. But um, all of our readings today uh, try to um, articulate and convey this idea that God is three and one, a mystery that is impossible to explain. It is simply revealed and uh, received by faith. But we have in our readings Genesis chapter 1, 2 through 4a. <sighs> Might want to have multiple readers for that day. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 13. And then um, Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. You know that scene in 
Nacho Libre, where <laughs> Nacho sends a love letter to the nun yes. he's got a crush on, and uh-huh. he ends it with all these X's and O's, but some are big and some are little, and it's like, big kiss, little kiss, big hug, big hug, little hug, big kiss, little kiss. Anyways, I thought of that because of this reading, it's like, Big reading, yeah. little reading, little reading. It's yeah. they're not equally distributed, and this first one in Genesis is huge, and it's well, uh, I think, like a whole uh, chapter plus a little bit of chapter two. Yeah, and also because a lot of people this Sunday uh, sing uh, St. Patrick's Breastplate, which also uh, runs forever, and um, don't do it, don't, don't do, it. do it. It's like five hymns in one. I mean, you basically, you have to cut coffee hour if you want to fit that thing in there. Uh, it's 25,000 verses. Brutal. I can't tell you uh, how many ordinations I've been to. That's the kick <laughs> up. And you're like, and like an ordination at a small church. I mean, hopefully that person's not listening. But anyway, and they played like <laughs> all 15 verses of that. So I was like, geez, dude. Anyway. Yeah, we're like the worst priests in the Episcopal Church. Every year on Trinity Sunday, we sort of poop on the hymn of St. Patrick. Uh, I mean, great theological content. But just know that your congregation may not have the, you know, stamina. Um, I think it's as long as a same old song episode. Probably. Maybe maybe longer, <laughs> if that's even possible. So uh, let's dive in. Let us. Let us dive in. So there is nothing about the <clears throat> Trinity per se. In, and just like general overview of Trinity Sunday for you preachers, what I endeavor to do, and you may or may not choose to do, but I try to have people um, leave church having their memory refreshed, or maybe learning for the first time, uh, some kind of basic foundational stuff about the Trinity, and more importantly, or just as important and cannot be omitted, why that matters. Uh, If you get into the pulpit and you explain the Trinity, which again is impossible, but you know, at least rule out some major heresies, and yeah, you'll have people leaving knowing that the egg analogy is wrong, the water analogy is wrong, because those are all sort of modalist heresies. Um, where you end up having three different things that are not one. You get more the the diversity without the unity. So, you know, I would, we always print the Athanasian Creed in our bullets, and we don't say it because that also takes a very long time. But we do, we've done it a few times. But usually we just say, take it home, read it. But I try to say, look, the Holy Spirit, I do print the bullets in that triangular thing that shows like the Holy Spirit is God, Jesus is God. The Father is God, but Jesus is not the Father. The Father is not the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Son. And anyways, I try to get at that. Um, the, um, But I also try to get at why it matters. And I talk about the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. I talk about Jesus needing to be... If Jesus is not God, then you end up with someone who's not able to save, really. Um, so I, I try to get into the why it matters. Um, but anyways, now backing up into the, the Genesis stuff, I mean, this is trying to emphasize the, it's this whole creation account. So it's God, the creator, and that's something that sort of everybody in the pews maybe sort of gets on board and understands, yes, this is not hard, This I, at least not for us, we've sort of been accustomed to it. In the ancient Near East, it was crazy to have this one God and not this pantheon of gods. Um, but for us, it's an idea we're very comfortable with, that there's one God who creates all the things. Where it begins to get a little interesting and sort of this little, you know, peeking into the possibility of this thing we much later come to call the Trinity. It says, then God said, let us make humankind mm-hmm. in our image according to our likeness. And there's um, 
there's this use of the plural, first person plural, us and our. Mm -hmm. And then you have God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So there's two distinct beings that are created in the image of God. So God's image is reflected not in one thing, but in two separate things. And so, again, it just begins to complicate this picture of what God is and maybe hint that there's something more going on here with God than just a single solitary you know, grandpa in the sky situation. That's so true. I don't know. I've talked a lot. Let me hand the mic back to you. Yeah. Well, I, th- th- this is a plural word. Uh, let us make man in our image. Uh, it, in Hebrew, it is unmistakably plural. And uh, there's been lots of interpretations about that and uh, what that means throughout kind of uh, Jewish and Christian dialogues and uh, all sorts of things. But I think the place and why it's important on Trinity Sunday where we're articulating this doctrine of the Trinity is that God is clearly from the beginning of time uh, in relationship with himself. And uh, this expresses uh, how he creates us and why he creates us, but that he's been in relationship as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit ever since the beginning. And so uh, this is why we confess as Christians that the full Trinity was present at the, at the, at the creation. You have the Spirit hovering over the water, uh, God the Father speaking the Word, and that Word has become flesh, and then um, we're made in His image. And what does this mean? Well, uh, without this, without question, what this doesn't mean is that this doesn't mean that we are like gods like Him. Like, you know, we're not little gods. Rather, yeah. that instead God has endowed us with certain kinds of awareness, uh, specifically uh, purpose and spirituality and morality that um, animals just do not have. And so uh, this is this is what we see happening. So um, God is a Trinity in person, always has been. That Trinity is involved in creation, and you have been made in that image to uh, carry out His purposes of uh, understanding love and truth, and uh, and um, yeah, uh, stewarding His creation. Amen. And. Uh... That, that, that kind of gets at that idea, again, you're, you're kind of, um, you're re- really brilliant point of the, the God, the creator, the spirit over the, the wind from God, the spirit, the ruach, uh, wind and spirit being the same word, uh, I just I cleared my throat there, and, uh, and the, you know, the word um, being present here, and this idea of relationship within the Godhead, and how that there's, yeah, there's a lot there about human beings if God is in relationship with God's self, the three persons of the Trinity, and human beings are made by God and we reflect God's image, then there's something profound to say there that one can say about the importance of community, um, that community and relationship exists within God's own person and is also something that we human beings crave. And, and the, like the way the Trinitarian life expresses itself is what we're doing right now in church as you're preaching, you know, as you're, you know, that people want to go up to a mountain and get alone to be with God. And there's certainly times to do that, but, but that, um, the, but God's life and presence is most often felt in community. And of course, since we have Jesus, the word showing up incarnate, that shouldn't surprise us. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to get to, so there's all sorts of stuff here and interesting things you can talk about, you know, um, 
the one thing you don't ever want to talk about in this particular text is like get into the evolution versus creation debate. That was never like Moses's intention, and it's such a modernist reading upon the text. Um, but one of the things that um, I would basically talk about is that you know that that in that Genesis begins with in the beginning God. God has mm-hmm. always actually been. And, uh, and essentially the point of this creation story is a polemic against like all the other nations of the world because basically what he's creating, they worshiped. And, uh, and so this is, and the, the, the capstone of this creation is man and woman, male and female, he created them in his image. So before the fall, the male and, and female are create, like are equal. And God, like, you know what I mean? It's not like lesser or, you know, uh, or greater than. It's male is a unique way of being created in the image of God. And female is a unique way of being created in the image of God. And then you want to get down to the nitty gritty here. He's placed them in a garden to be stewards, dominion over over the fish of the air and the or the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the idea here being is he's not just a a regular old garden. Like the language here that's being written is they are, Adam and Eve are priests serving in like a temple almost, serving God in a temple. Uh, They are, I mean, this is a worshipful act. And that um, sadly, this story goes, uh, goes terribly south. And, uh, and I would tie in and get into a little bit of Romans from there, the fall, and through one man uh, came sin, but through another, a second Adam, a greater Adam, um, while, uh, while redemption has come into the world, and that God works through these things, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to bring, you, um, uh, bring salvation to you and for you. Did you get a text there, Jake? Do you want to? You want Dude, to my that? phone. I don't know what is going on, but it's going off the hook, and I'm trying to keep it out of the podcast. But anyway, but that in trying. We'll to do a little. Phone. We'll do a little mini sode on um, how to use the silence switch on the. Yeah, side that of your would phone. be wonderful. Somebody needs to. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So anyway, Just, back to that. Jake, how dare you? I mean, but don't you in, put something... It's interesting, anyways, uh, the end there. I mean, you want to tie it in. I mean, John's gospel and stuff is that on the seventh day, God finished the work he had done. And yeah. on the seventh day in John's gospel, Jesus is in the tomb. Uh, uh, and then uh, he bursts forth not to a better creation or the same creation, but he bursts forth as a gardener and walks in the cool of the morning in the first day of the new creation where uh, the women who are find him it's very powerful and this is all working towards you anyway yeah and rembrandt painted a picture of it got it great and it's jesus wearing a sweet floppy hat it's awesome uh yeah and actually uh, jake just pointed behind him you can't see this listeners because we're not we're not doing the video podcast but uh jake behind him on his wall has a painting not the rembrandt painting but another painting of jesus walking Mm -hmm. in the garden um meeting mary magdalene outside the tomb pretty sweet all right now we're on to the two tiny readings. The tiniest is the Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verses eleven through thirteen. Uh, not First Corinthians thirteen, which you all know from weddings and Thirty Rock, but Second Corinthians thirteen. Uh, just these three little verses where Paul is uh, piecing out and ending the letter here, and he says, you know, farewell. Uh, and the only reason that this is here is not to encourage holy kisses among the congregation, which is verse 12. Uh, it is to encourage, um, it's to show the congregation, your congregation, that this understanding of the Trinitarian nature of God 
was not some late stage Dan Brown conspiracy theory, mm. you know, newfangled idea that's not really important. Because there are a lot of people that want to um, diminish the Trinity. Uh, they they basically um, yeah. want to uh, ba- what the, and the thing that always happens is they they keep God, the Father, the big you know divine power. Uh, great supreme power, but then Jesus becomes one messenger with that divine spark and not God, and the Holy Spirit just fades even more into the background um, as this, you know, maybe sort of like Star Wars the Force or something, but not a personal being, person of the Trinity. Um, And so what this wants to show you is that even as in the early days of the Christian church, St. Paul writes, he ends this letter, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And I can guarantee you that Paul was a monotheist. He did not believe that there were three different gods. When he names this Trinitarian formula, he's not saying Jesus, God, or like, you know, Jesus, the separate God, and God, this separate God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Like, he's he's still very much a, there is one God. Um but the, so the fact that he's beginning to use this Trinitarian language, what we would call Trinitarian language, is really significant. So, um, and and it's not all, but it's important. Again, I feel like Trinity Sunday is careful to tell your congregation what you're not saying. It's not saying that grace comes from Jesus, love comes from God the Father, and communion or fellowship comes yeah. from God the Holy Spirit. That's not what we're saying here. So anyways. That's absolutely right. And actually, this whole new phrase that people are saying in their liturgies about, you know, may God the creator, Jesus the savior, and the Holy Spirit the sustainer, that's modalism. And uh, you want to be very careful Which is a heresy that says that God changes his modes. Like he Mm -hmm. switches from one thing to another to another. And so if you hear that in your church, tell tell your rector that's modalism. And they might want to stop that. But uh, um, anyway... uh, yeah, Couldn't they will appreciate that. Yeah. They'll be like, "Thank you so yeah. Would much." Would you like to join the vestry? Me. I know, yes. I know, I appreciate it every time someone, uh, you know, uh, gently rebukes me, but uh, <laughs> it just makes me better. But <laughs> like I earlier did today on this very podcast. By yeah, your, that's great. By your phone. Yeah. I feel anyway, like you um, only love me more. <laughs> Yeah, I I, it, it is not that face. the grace comes from Jesus, the love, you know. But it is interesting that Paul is using that the, this Trinity, the Trinity of persons, works together to bring people to to not only redeem but renew and bring people into this fellowship. So you are brought into the fellowship of God, uh, not by your works, but by the way God works here as Trinity, you know. And um, if I was to preach on this passage, which I'm not. <laughs> Don't know, do it. I, I would definitely talk about the meaning of grace. This idea of um, of unmerited generosity that demands nothing and gives mm. everything. I would talk about the meaning of this love because the Greeks had like five words for love. And this is agape. And you have to remember that the Greeks, see, they had four words for love prior to the translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint. And then they came under the, this like love that loves the unlovable. And they were like, what the heck is this? And so they came up with agape. And, uh, you know, and this is a love that just uh, loves the unlovable. And it is all about giving and not getting. And then I would talk about what this love pulls you into is a fellowship, a koinonia, a family uh, that is... Uh, that none of us are actually related and that this is like really the pillar of that holds the church together. And uh, it is in the triune God bringing us into relationship with him. 
Amen. Yeah, I, I, um, I think, you know, one thing you could talk about with uh, Trinity Sunday as well in this passage is this communion of the Holy Spirit, as this text says, um, and emphasize, uh, I, I, you know, you could talk about the, Trin- the Trinity, but really get into the work of the Holy Spirit because the, I, th- I think the Holy Spirit gets short shrift a lot, even though we would have just had Pentecost Sunday and maybe you talked about it a lot then. Um, just to remind people that one of the things that the Trinity means is that God is present and active in your life right now. And many mm. people think that God is kind of far away and we have to do good things to make God happy with us. And the, if you have a robust Trinitarian understanding of God and you continually come back to this reminder, which, by the way, if you're an Episcopalian, Lutheran, etc., you'll have lots of reminders because your prayers and liturgy end with this Trinitarian formula. Um, you know, through, you know, say Almighty God, etc., um, and then you end the prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. So if you have that reminder consistently, um, and Trinity Sunday is a perfect Sunday for it, you know that God is, in, the Holy Spirit is in you, dwelling in you, working in you, and uh, your spiritual life is not all up to you. Um, certainly yes. you're present, you're there, but it is the Holy Spirit who's doing this work in you. And I just think that's um, that's uh, just good important news. To, yeah. to say. Yeah, it well, is good and, news, absolutely. And, and that's a perfect segue into twenty-eight sixteen through 20. I mean, Jesus says, and he promises, and remember I'm with you always to the very ends of the age. And the way he is with you unto the very ends of the age is... Uh, by the Holy Spirit that now dwells within you, you know, and um, and uh, so yeah, He's closer to you until the you know than you could possibly imagine, and uh, He He will be with you always, and so. But here we have this uh, wonderful passage, which is affectionately known as the Great Commission, and uh, you know, and um, everybody always when they begin. Um, the Great Commission, they always begin with the go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And, uh, you know, whenever you see the therefore, you want to know what it's there for. Well, it's to thrust you back to the context of what's actually happening and what makes the uh, Great Commission even possible. So um, we jump in and here Jesus is. He's, he is uh, he's about to ascend and, uh, and uh, they go to Galilee. Finally, they meet him there and he's up on a mountain. So this is like a transfiguration, mosaic kind of imagery. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But here's the key thing, but some doubted. And Mm -hmm. um, once again, we've heard a lot of well-meaning folks uh, talk about how awesome doubt is. (laughs) This is not like uh, something to be emulated. And because doubt here in this moment is um, the very root of sin. And the very root of sin is unbelief. That's the problem there, and some doubted. And so how does Jesus fix it? Well, he doesn't zap them. He doesn't kick them in the face. Uh, Rather, what he does is he speaks a word to them because word faith comes by hearing. He takes away their screen time. No, well, that, that would have been second. But uh, um, but uh, he speaks to them and he says, this is key. And this is the whole key to understanding the Great Commission. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Uh, you know, I mean, it is that. Without that, I'm leaving tomorrow, this job. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But the fact of the matter is, is that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. 
Go, therefore, and make disciples. I mean, that is powerful. And what has he been given authority over? He's been given authority over death. He's been given authority over um, the devil. And most importantly, for your people in the pews to hear, he has been given authority over your sin. And, yeah. uh, and, so, uh, and he has taken that sin from you and buried it and left it in his tomb and has declared you as the righteousness of God. And speaking of sin, you just got another text message. I really apologize, everybody. And um, I'm going to, uh, if this person texts me one more time, I'm going to announce who they are and shame them. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, when it comes Little to button, the iPhone. Side of your phone. Side oh, of your phone. Here, where's silence. it at? I thought yeah. I did. I thought I did. So Sometimes, you know, the little, something's happening. Anyway, but don't, let's not, Anyways, let's not lose. Let's, let's not, not get side. Yeah, so focus on this. Um, I love uh, the fact that even though some doubt, Jesus doesn't say, okay, some of you who are with me, come over here. I have a special commandment for you. You doubters, go over there. Uh, no soup for you. He's, and he, he gives this mission to everybody, which again is just another gracious thing. Jesus doesn't wait until they're all perfect and ready, but he even says, okay, I'm giving this mission to, to all of you. Um, uh, to me, it, it does sort of, again, just humanize wonderfully the disciples a little bit here that they are, you know, even at this situation, they still kind of have this uh, just frailty, inability to fully grasp and believe and all that. Uh, and so, but again, the good news is that the authority comes to us from Jesus, not because of ourselves or what we've done and whatever. Um, uh, I think it's important also to note that disciple is a student. Many times people talk about discipleship, like some big lofty, like a disciple is someone who has arrived. No, a disciple is somebody who is learning. So this message is for all nations, for all kinds of people, all sorts and conditions of humans. We're all invited into this process of knowing Jesus and becoming students of Jesus. And that begins with this baptism. Um, and of course, this important thing that Jesus's baptismal formula is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you are doing baptisms on Trinity Sunday, as we will be at St. Albans Waco, it's important to point out that this is, we are still following Jesus's command to do this baptism in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it, this is, uh, it's a Trinitarian baptism, um, which is really significant. It means you have the whole power of the Trinity involved in this sacrament of bringing somebody from death to life. And finally, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you to remember that that means to believe in Jesus. Because mm -hmm. um, people say, you know, what is the work that we must do? And Jesus says, well, you just got to believe in the one whom the Father has sent. Believe in me. Yeah. So, in, and if it is a baptismal Sunday, you have a perfect plan chance to talk about this because the baptismal liturgy says, do you put your whole trust in his grace and his love? Like, that's mm -hmm. what this is about. This yeah. is what it means to obey Jesus. And just, to, yeah, so a lot of good stuff there. If you preach on the huge passage or one of the two tiny passages, um, the message here in the Trinity is that God is for you, God is with you, God saves you, and if you begin to lose that by sh sort of watering down the Trinity, you begin to lose this very powerful spirituality in your in your life. Yeah, so, three three in one body wash. While it's helpful, it cannot not, save you. But the God yeah. of the universe, who has who is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is the same God who's created you. He's the same God who saved you. And he's always the same God who's with you and nearer to you in your darkest hour. Just like Jake's phone. And on that, we'll wrap up <laughs> Trinity Sunday. And we'll see you again as we head into Ordinary Time, where we'll be doing track... 
Which track we, did we say, Jake? Um, uh, we're going uh, the Prophet track. Whichever one that is. The, I think it's B. But um, anyway, <laughs> I'm yawning already because it's All ordinary right. time. Okay, boring. What a lame ending. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> no, see you guys No, I was yawning because it was week. ordinary time. We're going no, into I get it's it. just ordinary. Okay. But anyway. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Uh, All right. See you next end. week, everybody. All right. Peace. Bye. Somebody's looking. Somebody cares. Somebody wonders what you're doing today. You know we crucified him, buried him, but three days later, well, the stone got rolled away. And yes, Thanks for listening to Same Old Song. Hope you found some gospel nuggets for the pulpit or for your life. If you like what you heard, leave a review or rating in Apple Podcasts. Dave Zoll will be sad if you don't. Thanks to TJ Hester for audio production, and remember to keep that Bible by your bedside, ready to rock and roll.